Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Yes, Robbie Catter joins us this morning. Um, and look, it, 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 the laughable keeps on going. And I, I talk about the Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk. Um, she's now, you know, turned on the mining uh, sector and we've known this for some time. Yesterday was a resource industry lunch. Last year she was there arm in arm talking about how wonderful it is and everything like that. But after the bizarre boycott of their $94 billion resource sector, it's pretty easy to show who the Premier um, is siding with and how she believes that she has some sort of stranglehold and stronghold over this industry. Robbie, good morning. Um, I mean, you're in the heart of the mining sector. Uh, the member for Trago, good morning. Uh, it, it doesn't surprise me this. But what it does show is that she's a bully in this instance, and that she's trying to, to stopping or trying to ask all her staff not to attend. Well, two rogue uh, MPs, Jim Madden and James Martin, they didn't get the memo. Supposedly, they turned up at the Resource Council <laughs> annual event. What is going on? Why can't the Premier and the mining industry just get something sorted out so everybody can just move along? This royalties issue is causing all sorts of grief. McFarlane's going off his chops every second day, and it's ugly. It's being played out in the media, and it's ugly. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I mean, it's hard with the um, it's it's hard maintaining um, keeping the inner city latte set happy and and trying to um, appease the mining industry because uh, they've been they've been riding that tiger for a few years now, and um, they want to kick the hell out of the coal industry and. Um, not you know when most of uh, most of us have enjoyed schooling and hospitals or whatever that's helped to be paid for by the coal industry, but uh, they love kicking the hell out of it, and they're they're doing that in a way now that you know they say, oh no, we're not we're not shutting down coal, but they're doing everything to undermine the industry. So if, um, you know most of those coal fired power stations now they um, they wouldn't say they're shutting down, but they're on wind up maintenance type um, sure. scenarios. So like. <laughs> Everything is uh, is going, and uh, you want to pick fights with them, and there's going to be a reckoning. And um, here we are, so it comes as no surprise. I mean, this is just how it should be. At least it's a, at least it's a bit of a moment of honesty. If um, you know, if you're anti-mining, that's fine, and you want to win those votes in Brisbane, that's fine. But you got to reap what you sow there, and that's that's what's happened at this lunch. So it's, um, it's probably a rare moment of honesty in the political political airways. Four hundred and fifty thousand jobs. Um... And last year it paid uh, $9 billion in royalties. $9 billion. That's what the resource sector contributed to the state last year in the last financial year. $9 yeah, billion mate. in royalties. I mean, we're not talking about like a cut lunch. Now, 450,000 jobs. Now, I'm being genuine here, and, this, and this, yep. is, this is affecting a lot of the people who listen to this show in rural and regional Queensland. Now, I'll tell you this now. The, the Premier to come out, and say, well, if they if if they have an extra forty million dollars for an advertising campaign, I could put a special school in Queensland. I could put more money into housing. I could help making a satellite hospital. Well, a very valid point was brought up. What about the two hundred million dollars wasted at WellCamp that she built? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, no one brings this up. No one brings up. And no, nothing. I'm happy for the Wagners. I, I love the Wagner family. I think they're great. What they've done for the for the economy, but they're the only ones that won out of that. The two hundred million dollars at World Camp, you know, that that is sitting there mothballed. 
Yeah, and the the um, actually I haven't got the number of Tom here, but the, there was a big a big number associated with changing the children's hospital. Yep. in Brisbane, which is just petty politics. Um, so you know, God, for them to talk about waste, but if so, what is she suggesting? Is she suggesting that an industry that they're going to kick the hell out of because they, you know, they were right behind stopping a Darnie until they were forced to approve it. Yep. But and they love kicking the hell out of. Um, coal and saying, yeah, we should be signing up to 2030, get rid of all, uh, 2050, sorry, net zero 2050s, getting rid of all coal. So they, they, they'll try and um, preach to one side and say, yeah, we're going to get rid of coal. Then when there's a reckoning, when someone says, well, we're going to spend some money um, to let inform people of that, they're going to have a go on for that. And uh, like I said, I mean, they're, they're just reaping what they sow. And, um, and you know, I think there's a, um, there's a, Direct money we get from royalties, but it's the high value jobs. Think about, I think everyone in Queensland, or at least most people in regional Queensland, could think of someone in their family that works um, in the mining industry or is directly uh, get benefit from it. So that whether they're a lawyer, accountant in Brisbane, sure. uh, selling machinery, uh, we all have a link to the mining industry. Pull that out and see how we go. And you know, forget about even the 451,000 Queenslanders who rely on this industry for their jobs. Uh, that, that, that's a starting mm-hmm. point, and it doesn't go on. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, you know, yesterday at this resource lunch, um, the keynote speaker who addressed the lunch was a Japanese ambassador, uh, Shingo Yamagami, right? And he actually said that Japanese companies' eagerness to collaborate with Australian counterparts in resources is underpinned by trust in the Australian as a safe and reliable place to invest. The government's not showing any trust at all. And that's the big issue. That's the scary part of this all. Yeah, there's, um, mate, there's real problems with it. And we've got some, yeah, some good contacts in the mining industry. They said that, yeah, no question, there was, uh, it was compromised integrity in that, that respect. Um, highly compromised globally. So, so the, yeah, it, it has um, it has caused real problems there, mate. And oh, um, no you know, like not too many young people are waving their bloody environmental signs around. Don't realise how critical this industry is to us and as a state. Yeah, I, I, I would like to talk about the updated Atkinson report. Um, it was in, done into youth crime. It was released late in the night. It was like this undercloak and dagger that no one would pick it up. Which I, yep. which I. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because that's their spin doctors at their best. Now, yep. youth offenders are being further criminalised by broken youth justice systems that falls on all fronts. Now, I heard your father speak uh, last week just about, you know, the statistics about, you know, statistically every single person in Townsville will have their car stolen statistically. That's not individually, but just by the number of cars that will get stolen yep. in that yeah, in, yeah. in time. Like, they don't – they actually don't get it. You know, they, they, they don't get it. Now, you've been banging on about this. Uh, if it's five years, you know, like it'll be five years you've been talking about youth crime. Nothing's yeah. changed. No. Um, and, and there's no, there's not much being put on the table other than us. Um, there's, there's the breach of bail from the LNP, uh, which, you know, does help, but it's nowhere near what's needed. But, um, the um, the Labor Party just um, I mean I, I don't even know what the motivation is to be honest but the Atkinson report as you see it was handed out at eight thirty p.m. at night so anyone at blind Freddie could see that obviously they had things in it that they didn't want to have to address it was released in March and we only got to see it uh, the other week so 
Uh, they sat on it for months, um, hoping that they'd get it, you know, in a, a slow media day or something when they um, there wasn't going to be much interest in it. And then all the all the talk that came out of it was about um, raising the age of criminalisation and um, how we've got to look after kids more. And and, um, and I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. And yeah. to marry that up against, like, if, if you're an MP sitting in any of these regional areas, especially in North Queensland, the hot spots like Townsville, Cairns, and then either. Um, you're just getting savaged in your office every week by people who are who are just um, out of their minds. Yeah. Um, with kids, you know, standing over their bed at night taking photos of my older ladies and uh, being, you know, terrorised, hit five or six times older ladies because they're easy marks for these kids. Uh, young families of their family, their car stolen. Um, you know, it's just the, the, the story stabbings with scissors and the shopping centre, the, the stories just get worse and worse and more bold and brazen and yeah. and uh, and their talk is, their talk is about we've got a raise the talk is about raising age of criminalisation from ten to fourteen and how we've got to work to get these kids out of prison. And yeah. um <laughs> it's just the biggest belief it's I mean my point is where the shouldn't the conversation be starting is how do we help these people that have uh, the victims of the crime? Like what are we doing for them? Yeah. And um and, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a consequence, Dobbo, that you need to provide for these kids. And there's a complete absence of any consequence for these kids at the moment. And uh, that should be the focus of what they're talking about. And that's what we've embedded in our policies is, is to provide these kids with a consequence and uh, try and marry that up with something that turns them around as well with relocation sentencing. So that gives the judges a third option. So it's either putting them on the street at the moment, putting them in a youth detention centre that doesn't work, Third option that needs to be inserted is we're going to send you somewhere else remote, and uh, that can that could be an institutional type facility, it could be a cattle station, it could be a number of things. But um, you need to be able to get them out of town and send them somewhere else and try something new. And um, why the government wouldn't look at trying something new at this stage? Um, because this is red alert crisis. Um, you know, need, in need of yeah. desperate attention. Yeah, and they've, they um, they just sort of sleep at the wheel and and. I mean, I don't even know the youth justice minister came out to men eyes. They just sort of talk about um, they try and convince us that things are already working, which is just um, so, which is just ridiculous. So I mean, I, I find it hard to even see um, where they're coming from with any of this. But it's it's so out of sync with the Queensland public. Um, I, I think it's probably the thing you could judge worse of this government is just how they're handling this youth crime. We cut here this morning on rural Queensland today. We'll take a break. Come back with more.